We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Casino in Las Vegas. Welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, how are you feeling? What? Sam, welcome to the Blue Wire <laughs> Light Years podcast show. Look, I'm 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 sitting here. I'm looking at yeah, I'm looking at producer. Producer. I'm looking at a Blue Wire banner right here in the back. This I'm is, looking at this a is studio. Audio content. I'm looking at a studio that people are gonna find out that's coming soon in the win. Uh, it's incredible. This is incredible. Shouts to KJ for putting this on. I appreciate KJ. Um, this is incredible. We also have a special guest in here. Ooh. Uh, easily the person associated with Light Ears who has the highest like abilities. <laughs> Former super producer, Ben Cruz. Ben, what is up, man? Is that is that facts? I, I think we should fact check that. I mean, people fucking hate Andy and me. <laughs> uh, so, um, so I, mean, I guess by those real. standards, that's that's very fair. Yeah, and and they don't know Tim well enough, so <laughs> you know he hasn't he hasn't made his staple appearances on the pod sure. the way you have in the past. So <laughs> you have the highest like abilities, somewhere between eight and ten percent. I'll take that. To yeah. Andy and I who are like. Operating at one to two percent. Yeah, I'll t- yeah, I'll yeah we're at, we're pretty low. We're pretty low. The <laughs> people just like us. Yeah, it's eh. Yeah, the, the approval rating is below like the, the worst of Trump. So it's just not good for us. Anyway, um, we're recording this before the Warriors Thunder game on Friday. We're gonna go see Jonathan Kuminga in person, but I kind of want to pick your guys' brain. So we've obviously watched uh, the the previous two, and you can really say three if you want to throw in the Sacramento game. What are your early impressions of Jonathan Kuminga and Moses Moody? Go ahead. No, go ahead, uh, well, sir. So with, with Kuminga, I think I'm pleasantly surprised. And I think that's because I set the bar so low just for expectations, right? And I think I was almost... This is ex- like complete opposite of like an immigrant parent, by the way. <laughs> I, was, I was expecting more out of Moody. And he's... he's fit. I think his fit is going to be really nice right. on, on the main team. Right. Um, and obviously right now he's not like wowing, but he sure. does, he's not gonna, that's not going to be his role with the Warriors. With Kuminga, when you take him that high, you, know, you, you obviously are saying something about him. And he's, but obviously he's a, he's a project, right? He was, he's not fully ready for the NBA yet. But again, pleasantly, pleasantly surprised with his game overall so far. Yeah, I think with Kaminga, I think one of the things that people expected was that, hey, he doesn't know how to play basketball, but he's going to show flashes where he's extremely athletic. He's done the latter, but he's also showed some things where I'm like, 
He does know how to play basketball at his age. James Wiseman, the comparison, not the comparison, the other rookie, mm -hmm. right? Last year's rookie. Last mm -hmm. year's rookie, where you're looking at him, you're like, yeah, incredible flashes. Up and down the court, blocks, threes, handle. Like, you're like, oh, this guy is going to be an incredible basketball yeah, guys player. That size shouldn't move like that. Four years, though, right? You're thinking two, three, four years at least. With Kaminga, you're like, he's making moves where, like, he could be a really good basketball player in eight months. Yeah. Like, to me, that, that's what it feels like. Now, on a contending team, I'm not sure, but I'm looking at him and I'm like, yeah, that guy could be a really good basketball player a lot sooner than. In my opinion, I expected Sam. Like that that's that's really the big takeaway that I've had. The things that have impressed like I knew he was physically impressive. I knew about Incredible. the athleticism. Incredible. The feel stuff is what gets me yeah. excited yeah. with him. It's like he he sees the court pretty well. He he makes the extra pass. Um and he, he's finding shooters. Uh you know, the results are a, a He is finding them. He, but he is finding them. Yeah. But it's I, I feel like the harder part is recognizing where guys are open. Um, as opposed to actually landing the pass, which at this yeah. point he's been a little inconsistent. And that's right. kind of that's kind of the young rawness here, you know, throwing it too hard, throwing it too high. That stuff is easier to figure out, in my opinion, than like not being. I thought able you to just said Gian I thought he just said Giannis. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I drank a little too many beers, but I thought he said Giannis. No, that, is, that is correct. <laughs> um, yeah. So you bring up Wiseman. It's it's hard to watch summer league and not be bummed that we don't get to see James Wiseman because part of the reason Kuminga looks as impressive as he does is like, let's be real. He's playing against a lot of guys who are trying to make the NBA. He's right. not, he's not right. doing this with, you know, Paul George guarding him or Giannis or someone guarding him. Right. 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 So I would have just loved to see Wiseman in that environment because, you know, he got kind of thrown into the deep end last year, right? No camp, no COVID, or he did have COVID, yeah. but all that sort of stuff. And it's just kind of like starting well, right he, away. Yeah, yeah, he looked exactly like a young player. Yeah. I mean, with Kuminga, um, I, I was worried about how he would kind of take being the number seven overall pick and like, would right. he have the confidence, you know, af especially after when, he, when he's drafted, the fan base was kind of meh. They're, they're okay right, with it. Right, right. The right. fan base was worried about another project. It, right. The people, like, I, I'm going to have to repeat this take probably a bazillion times. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Jonathan Kuminga. It has everything to do with no one wants another project. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Correct. And uh, so circling back to your, your Wiseman point and just being bummed about that, I mean, it would have been nice to kind of see him dominate this right. this competition just to, just to so, show that there's, like, growth, right? That yeah. he is superior to everyone who's kind of on – a little bit on his level, if not, you know, a little bit below. So that's the biggest bummer. And I mean, at least he's here, um, you know, taking it all in. But him, Kuminga, and Moody would have been, <laughs> been a nice little Ooh, big three I mean, out here in summer I mean, league. Like you're looking at the Houston Rockets and they just drafted four guys in the first round. Yeah. And, and, and Sangoon oof. looks really good. Jalen oh, Green looks Jalen Green looks every bit the part of the number two overall pick. Yeah. Josh Christopher is a steal. Looks um, like it. And then Garuba, your guy, looks yeah. like, I mean, you watch him in the Olympics. He's going to yeah, be an he's incredible not, not defender, at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That no. was far more impressive in the Olympics against TV yeah. USA yeah. as yeah. opposed to this level. You, you, I mean, but you look at those and you're, and by the way, Shangun is going to be my favorite player for a long time. Just because just I, I didn't. He looks I didn't, like a Brooklyn hipster DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he also looks like Demonis Sabonis on offense, but like he can actually play defense because of both. Yeah, he like, can move his feet. Yeah, he can actually like he can actually lock up. Now I, you look at those guys and you're like, okay, that's a 21 team, but they're going to be incredible in the future. And I look at the three guys that the Warriors have, and you're looking at Moody, Kaminga, and Wiseman. You're like, those guys are going to look incredible if they play, but they're going to be great in the future. So the question becomes, and it's a hard question, 
because you're looking at the Warriors, you're like, which one of these guys can actually play? And that in that's really the question. Exactly. That's really the question for now. Because isn't that the most important thing in the next 12 months? I mean, yeah. you can look at five years from now as much as you want, but isn't that the most important thing I, right now? That's 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 really the, where the anxiety I, comes from. I don't want to be a buzzkill with Kuminga because I'm highest on him out of the kids. Whatever I am now as well. Yeah. yeah. But I'm watching him and I'm like, I don't know if he is going to be able to slot into a smaller role next to Steph, next to Draymond, year one. Whereas Moses Moody, it, I mean, Right, he plays right. like that player right now. He's right. he's going to be a three and D Probably guy forever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. so I'm curious what it looks like with Jonathan Kuminga when he's next to an MVP, a former Defensive Player of the Year, former All Star, and like guys who are quite frankly just going to have bigger roles than him. Like, is he going to be able to play off of them and just kind of defend, cut, hit a couple open shots, but you know, not probe the defense with his handle and run pick and roll and stuff, which he gets to do right now. Or is that going to be too hard for him? Because we saw with Wiseman last year, he had a hard time playing next to those guys. And part of it was everything about the season was strange with COVID yep. and no camp. But part of it was also like he'd kind of been the focal point of every team he'd been on in AAU, in high school, in three games, you know, yeah. this, that sort of stuff. Yep. And now you're asking, it's like, we kind of just want you to be a role player. Yeah, I mean, I think mentally that is – the toughest part for a lot of these rookies, right, is just you're going from your whole life, you've been the best player, right? A and this is, by the way, specifically a warrior thing because yeah. Jalen Green is going to get to be the man on Houston. Mm -hmm. They don't care if they win next year. They're just like, we experiment, figure it out. Right. You know, we're, we're right. playing for 2025, yeah. not 2022. Right. Yeah, and I mean, if they can simplify right away Kaminga's role, you know, if it, assuming he is spends most of his time with with the main team. Um, I think that'll be a big improvement from what they did with Wiseman, right? They kind of played right. that, they were in that middle ground with him all they year. They gave him a lot of freedom that he wasn't ready to have on a team mm -hmm. that had legitimate aspirations. Yeah, so if they have that role for Kuminga, I, I think that puts him in a better position to succeed. And you're right, like he has, they have to figure that out because Moody's role is set, 3 and D, all day. What will Kuminga's role be? I mean, that's going to be, I think it's going to be tough to figure out. Uh, I, at first. Thinking about it, he's basically in the Kelly Oubre role. And he's in that role in a good and bad way. Where yeah, he's, I, I, Do we want that role? Hey, that's exactly, that's the, that's the problem. <laughs> because you watch him and you're like, yeah, there's going to be many times throughout the season where he's running into Steph for no reason. Now, the difference is that nobody's going to be mad about it because Kaminga's 18, 19, and Kelly Oubre was 25, six years in the NBA. So you're like, dude. That, that was always the thing with Kelly, bro. I'm like, bro, you're, you're too experienced <laughs> to be like this much of an airhead. With Kaminga? Yeah. Completely fine. Yeah. With Wiseman? Completely fine, at least from an extent that you expect that from him. But the problem remains that that's going to happen, right? Like, I expect if he's going to be the guy that comes in and plays spot minutes, 15 minutes a game as the three or the four, that he's going to make the same mistakes. I, I guess the question becomes, can you live with those? Can you play Otto Porter enough? Can you play Nemanja Bielitsa enough to where those minutes don't matter? That's, that's really the question because I, I don't think the argument is whether Kaminga's ready to play those minutes. I think the answer is no. And you can't blame him for that. that that's, that's, the, that's the only thing I'll say. You can't blame him so for that. There is, the, there is the question of being as he's a wing, he's kind of versatile in terms of position he can play. It should be easier to get him in random lineup combinations relative to 
Wiseman, who as a center has to be at the center of your defense. There's no way around it. Like Wiseman, the, I don't want to say issue, but the, the more underlying problem with Wiseman was like he tanked your defense and you just can't have that. There's no way to hide a center on defense. And defensively, that's the most important part of Wiseman that you cared about. It wasn't the offense. You know, I don't care if the guy scores 20 points around in this rookie season. And, just, and like the, the bobbled passes were annoying, but they're not going to kill your team. They're really not. The inability to yeah. make a proper rotation on defense will actually kill yeah, your team. That will kill your team. And you don't, that, that's, that was always a problem where you can't get that angry at that because you're like, well, the guy played three games in college and he played high school against guys that look like me. Like, that's the thing that where it's like, well, he's not ready to play in the right, NBA. South so Asian hate Andy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you, you kind of can't get that angry. But at the same time, you need him to play more, right? And so with Kaminga, it is a little bit easier. You're right. I agree with that. You're, it is a little bit easier because he, Kaminga's not protecting the rim. He's not. Right. Those don't hurt. The mistakes won't hurt, in theory, as much, if you, especially if you got guys like Draymond Green playing the five. You got guys like Otto Porter, oh, fingers crossed, Danger Wiggins. Sure. It's right, more if of he's a, healthy. It's more of a paper cut if Kuminga makes a poor rotation. But if, if Wiseman's center, allowing dunks at the rim, right? Yeah, like you're saying, like that's the problem. Yeah. If your center is a liability on defense, you're just, you're, you're effed. There's no other way around it. Yeah. So, um, so let's get into that. Like, I, I don't want to make it a comparison thing, but I'm also doing that right now. This is what the Lightyear's plot is for. Gun to your head. Who do you think will help the Warriors win more games in 2021, 2022? Jonathan Kuminga or James Wiseman? Oh, I'm going Wiseman. I think he's just going to have that opportunity um, more so. I think he's just more important at this time too, right? Like he he needs to play. I mean, there's a bunch of guys who will probably play ahead of Kuminga. They right? do have like, a lot of wings on the roster. Yeah, so I think by default almost, Wiseman is going to be more helpful. And I think that's what they, they just need more of that, right? They need him more. So that's, I think that's just how it's going to shake out. Now, Ben's probably straying away from what most people feel. That's what we need yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> that's what we need. Um, I think in theory, Wiseman's role is easier because he only really has to do a couple of things. Protect it's, the rim, finish thing. lobs. Mm -hmm. that's, yeah. it. that's it. Right in theory, that's that's the role when you're a center that Steve Kerr says he's going to revolve his offense yeah, around. Well, Steve says that all the time, and then next thing you know, Wiseman's running a dribble handoff for no reason. <laughs> Look, I'm praying. I'm <laughs> praying. Steve is not on Twitter anymore, right? So he's focusing. You literally ran KD out of town and Steve Kerr <laughs> off Twitter. Look, I want him to focus on coaching. Look, Fair enough. Yeah, Fair enough. he needs to focus on a few things in his we life. We have enough people replying to Trump. We yeah. don't need him to do it. All yeah. <laughs> Also, he's off Twitter. So, what else does Steve need to reply to? Yeah, he does, he's good. Like this, you know. Focus on coaching. Focus on figuring out uh, a scheme that helps your seven-one center that has probably the largest wingspan wingspan in the entire NBA. He's probably the largest player in the entire league. Um, figure out how to run an Rudy, offense around him. Look at this Rudy Gobert eration. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Rudy Gobert also can't That's shoot also threes, right? So it's like, so it's like the guy has incredible potential. So I can see it, Ben. I can see yeah. it. Where it's like, I just think the defense, that stuff, you either you have it or you learn it. So Draymond Green just has it. Where it doesn't matter. He came in the league, he could play defense. Or I think Sam, you just talked about Rudy Gobert. I don't really know if he had it. It took him a while to get that kind of <laughs> like, hey, I'm I'm a great defensive player instinct. So I think with Wiseman, it's gonna take a couple seasons for him to become that type of defensive player. With with Kaminga, I just think he's going to be more helpful just because he's not going to hurt as much. And just, I, just because of that. The only 
So I get Ben's point, but I'm going to disagree with him for one reason and one reason only. James Wiseman is currently injured. If he had the whole summer, I would be 100% with you. Like, wait for the year one to year two jump. Sure, yeah. His year one was a nightmare in terms of no camp and mm-hmm. all like the just weird circumstances no other players ever really had to deal with because we've never done a pandemic season, yeah. right? Uh, but he's spending the whole offseason injured. We're hopeful he will be able to go when camp starts. We don't know if he will be able to go. So in some ways, Kuminga is going to hit the ground with more experience than him because he's the development staff has already given him a plan of what to work on. He will be, you know, he's going to play summer league, but he's going to be in the gym for the next two months working on whatever the Warriors want him to work on. Maybe it's a corner three. Maybe it's, you know, something on defense. doesn't really matter what it is, but he can actually do it. Right now, James Wiseman is doing, like, mobility drills to make sure his knee responds. Jesus so I just think that that sets him back, and I think that plays into Kuminga's favor to be more impactful in year one, if either of them are, quite frankly. Do you think Kaminga spends any time in the G League? Like, what's your feeling? Ooh, on that? that's a great question. That's a great if question. If he was not a top 10 pick, I would say 100%. Because he's a top 10 pick, I'm going to say 7, 60%. Like, he should. Mm-hmm. He, they have. Yes, he should. He should get yes, some he open should. run. He should get some run in Santa Cruz, let him work on his game down there. He's just not going to get enough minutes he, with the big club. Uh, but I just don't know if yeah. they're going to send him down. To Santa Cruz because you typically don't send top 10 picks but, down there. But, like, if you were let, – let's say Kamingo is drafted by OKC. He would get all the minutes. He would not be in the G League. Right. The problem is that he's on a team that he's not going to play 28 minutes. A on. team that has, like, legitimate yeah. deep playoff yeah. Moses Moody's not going to be in the G League, I don't think. I think he'll go down there. You think you – like, I – well, I, but I love – I mean, as our listeners know, I do love <laughs> – I do love Moody. I think he's the – He's a better he's a better player than Kaminga year one. I mean, that's just as simple as that. Sam's shaking his head. It's just Probably. as simple as that. <laughs> Probably. Like I just he's ready. He's ready to play right now um, in terms of helping the team. But I, I'm with you. I, I think it's it's such a hard balance that you gotta make yeah. if you're uh if if you're if you're uh if you're a Warriors fan, because the both guys aren't necessarily ready, but you kind of almost have to pigeonhole them into their roles. Almost. So we we've talked about next year. Now let's talk about four or five years down the line. Oh, Lakeup's favorite topic. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, if I said it's 2025, you finally start having some gray hairs um, (laughs) like me. And, you know, uh, Steph is maybe no longer one of the best players in the league. Which player will be better, Jonathan Kuminga or James Wiseman? In Steve Kerr's system. No, no, just in general, because who knows if they meet on the Warriors. (gasps) Oh, wow. Ooh, I'm like, just saying wow. basketball. Ooh, I like like I, the system Ooh. shouldn't matter. The player. It, it, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm trying to hedge. Fair enough. I think Wiseman. Ooh, I think Wiseman. Cool. I think Wiseman because he can shoot. Like that's what I'll boil it down to. So I'm not can even. Can he gonna, shoot? I, I think so. I mean, they kind I, of both shoot 30 percent from three and 60 percent from the line. <laughs> yeah, Wiseman can't shoot from the line, which is a problem. But just looking at how Wiseman shot last season, I think Wiseman can shoot. I have a lot more confidence that Wiseman shot. Than in Kamingas. I also think that both guys have a little bit of a tunnel vision problem where, and now that can be fixed. I'm just saying from a that's, tunnel vision That's the per- game moving too fast. It, yeah. Right. And that can be fixed by these awesome player development coaches that the Warriors have hired. But I can't project out how good they'll be with those guys. So I'm picking the guy 
that I think is going to be massive, an elite defender at some point, and then also can shoot threes. Like those things I can project, in my opinion. With Kaminga, it's just more like, is he just going to be prime Rudy Gay? That's what I have in the back of my head. Is that just going to be a guy that's just volume shooter, can't really shoot threes, can get 23 points a game uh, on a shitty it. team. I, I feel I feel the complete opposite. <laughs> I like that. That, so, makes better, yeah, yeah. that makes better podcast fodder. Um, <laughs> with Kuminga, so here's my, I've, I've made this point before. I feel more confident that Wiseman will be a good player. Like I feel- The floor is higher. The floor That's how you is feel. higher with Wiseman. I think the ceiling is higher with Kuminga. Like, Kuminga is either going to be a- all-star caliber, two-way wing who does a little bit of everything or he's going to bust. He's going to be that guy who just cannot accept that he's not Kobe Bryant and wants to take the Kobe shots, but he's not good enough to take them. So yeah. I, it, it's very yeah. hard for me to envision a world where Kuminga's like, you know what? My, my role in this league is being a really good role player who hits some open shots like Danny Green. Like he's <laughs> not going to be that guy. So... Gun to my head, I'm going to be optimistic here, and I'm going to say I think Kuminga will make good on his potential and be that two-way all-star wing in the mold of a Pascal Siakam or Jalen Green or someone like that. Like I think he can get there in four or so years, uh, and I think that's a better player than what James Wiseman's going to end up being, which I think is going to be a very solid center who you will eventually be able to build your defense around as the rim protector and a guy who finishes plays on offense but is not a playmaker. Yeah, I mean, this one's close for me too, um, but I'm going with – I got to go with Sam. I think I'm going with, with <sighs> Kuminga. Unreal. Sorry, Disgusting. Andy. That's my fair producer. Uh, yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> um, and it's just – it's simply with, with – the, the biggest thing with Kuminga initially was, like, will he have the feel? Um, and, and, again, that, that still has to be developed over time. And I, we've just kind of seen the flashes of when he is the guy, when he's the right. focal point, or like like he is on the summer league team. Like he could be, he could be special. I'm not saying he's going to be. He could be special. Wiseman is going to be very, very good, I think. But I don't, I don't think he's going to be that center. Like again, if he was in this draft, like where, where is, where does he fall? Probably right? exactly the same range Kuminga got drafted. Yeah, I think. Wiseman probably goes ahead of him, but I think he wouldn't be in the top three. Most scouts would have Cade, Jalen yep. Green. And I mean, Mo- I, w- I would take Suggs over both of them times I, I, 20. I know mm-hmm. you would. <laughs> <laughs> times 20. But I think, but I think, Wiseman's, I think Wiseman's in that, like, you know, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Kuminga tier where you're like, you know— they, that second second tier of this right, draft, right. the first tier of last year's draft right. is the second tier. And, I, and I could make the argument that I'd probably take Kaminga and, and Wiseman over Barnes. like if Because Barnes' thing is that he has incredible measurables, and then he has defensive instincts. But he's just he's also, I mean, he is the, he's the James Wiseman of the draft where just the interviewing ability. Just multiple, <laughs> I didn't just, know where you were going with that. Just, just, but, yeah, but yes, he wears just, an incredible the, suit. The Alex Smith, you know, holds the door open for moms. <laughs> just, you know, just the likabilities are through the, the chart for the uh, Caucasian boomer crowd. <laughs> it's because it's it's Kaminga doesn't speak English. That, that's why the, the Caucasian crowd doesn't like him as much. It's really what it is. Relax. <laughs> Shouts KJ in the back over there. He's loving it. But uh, that's another reason why I love Kaminga, actually. It's that he doesn't give a shit. He gives you a little Giannis kind of feel where it's like, I really don't give a shit what Americans think. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to work 
thousand hundred right 150 percent at all times and he's like the work ethic stuff is what kills me and, right. and sam has mentioned this a million times the guy does look like he works as hard as any single player in the nba and that's usually a pretty good sign for a good player or better put i don't know how someone has a body like that without working pretty hard i mean yeah i mean he looks like he has a 24 year old like he went well, through a, franz wagner like he runs through franz wagner like <laughs> like he was a puppet yeah. Like he went through Scotty Barnes, play one. Like he was think, a little kid. Uh, I do think the the aggression he plays with, uh, particularly in context of like, okay, Wiseman was pretty timid last year. Right. right? And like Andrew Wiggins has never Yeah, Andrew Wiggins has Andrew never Wiggins. found a fadeaway jump shot to avoid contact he doesn't love, you know? So it's like just watching someone who's not afraid to actually drive with force and finish through contact, like we're probably overrating it a little bit just because we never see it with the Warriors. Yep. No, I mean, that, that's been, that's another reason why I probably side more with Kuminga, you know, in a, in a couple of years because he kind of already has that downhill ability, right, to, to get to the cup. Um, and that, that's just going to keep getting better. Um, and I think there's, like, Wiseman, man, I mean. Yeah, there's a lot of. There's a lot of question marks around him. And it's, it's not completely his fault, right? Like you know, hasn't he hasn't hooped a lot in the past? That's that's really the thing. two years, right? It's so the he just needs to, hoop. yeah, he just needs to, he needs the ball. Like um, we don't we don't know if he has that or not. Like yeah. he just needs to, because look, look, and there's look, also probably a little bit of recency bias here. Like we're watching Kuminga try to dunk on with everyone. the ball in his hands <laughs> yeah, all game, exactly. though. Like think about that. Meanwhile, Wiseman's doing rehab stuff. So yeah, but he's but too. even when he played with the Warriors last season, he was just kind of like he was playing with Stephen Dre. Right, sure. Kaminga when he plays with Stephen Dre is going to be just standing in the corner and figuring shit out. Oh, you, yes, you are in yeah. for a rude awakening. <laughs> that's what's I think, but I think Steph's going to about to roll his eyes the the third time Kaminga tries to like go into a move. Welcome to Kelly Oubre, yeah, and that's yeah. why I said that, right? But <laughs> but I think the Wiseman stuff is that he needs to play in the summer league environment. He needs to play where he can just face up, do his little whatever the hell that he does. Clanks a shot or shoots three. Like that stuff is where you just you need to either get it out of your system or you need to perfect that. Yeah. Like that that's really it. And Wiseman might be able to. Like he might be a guy where he's a face-up, spin dribble, spot up three, pull up three, I, I one dribble, pull up. Like maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe. I, I know you're Sam uh, shaking his head, but maybe. No, I mean, you are right. Like, maybe. We're being hypercritical of Wiseman, but like. Dude, they're not big men. Who's blocking who, a shot? Who move right? like that? Yeah, like you who's just don't blocking find a shot? Guys that tall yeah. who move like that. So it's like there is a certain level of recency bias with us going on right now. It's like we're watching Kuminga. He's super exciting at summer league, and meanwhile, you know, Wiseman's rehabbing, and it's just kind of it just kind of sucks. It just sucks. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. I think it's time we go to the arena. Ben, we appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for having me. I was just wandering around and uh, saw you guys with a, <laughs> with by the way, a podcast. Shout out the Raptors jersey. This is you know what. Let me get a picture of this, but yeah. All right, later, guys. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, what's up, guys? Next, I have a special guest, Claudia Bellafato, who will be hosting Blue Wire's new sports betting show, which will be going live out of the Blue Wire studio at the Wynn Casino two, two to three times a week. Claudia, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So we are here during Summer League, and I couldn't help but notice uh, the Warriors have some expectations if we are to take the sports books lines seriously. So... Uh, let's let's start on this. So the Lakers are the favorite to win the title mm-hmm. uh, per the win sportsbook at plus two twenty uh, expected. Right. Great team plus a uh, fan base who loves to bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then you got the Brooklyn Nets at plus two forty. Also makes sense if that roster is healthy. Yes, they are very good. And then the third most likely team per the odds of the win sportsbook line at five to one is the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> So I guess I'll start there. What, like, what's your gut reaction to that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's super exciting for you guys, and it depends on what but you're looking at, what book you're looking at. But when you see them ahead of the Suns, that's one thing that kind of caught my eye to see the Suns go so far into the postseason. Obviously, and and I, and I was gonna say also like the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending the, champs, the Bucks and the Suns yeah. right up there with the Warriors. I mean, you you can't be a Warriors fan and not be super excited to see that. Right. And when it comes to betting and betting when you're looking at Summer League, there's not a ton of people who are intently watching Summer sure. League. It's it's mostly going to be the headlines you see. Luckily, you have two big names in Kaminga and Moses Moody who right. are out there making headlines. And, yeah. and I think that's going to affect the betting market a lot when it comes down to how you see the odds shift. Um, when it comes to regular season, that's when you're going to see the most movement. But I don't know, man. I mean, I'm a huge Steph fan, and I would love to see them – have a great regular season. I think it's just going to depend on how early they mesh and how you see some of these younger players come in and kind of what roles they fit into. Do you think it's because uh, the sports books are thinking Clay Thompson is going to come back healthy? Because that's that's the real X factor. You know, if if mm-hmm. we get the Clay Thompson of pre-injury, sure they're in the mix with anyone, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he got out kind of at his peak, I guess you could say, or, right. or at, around his peak. And the fact that he's been out so long, even when he does come back, you just can't expect any player right. really to come back in the form that they were before that. So it could be one or two things the books could be expecting. Someone might know something we don't about his status. Right. I don't expect him to come out in the very beginning of the season. Right. Or they could be tricking us because Vegas does that. The books <laughs> do do that. They could be tricking us and, you know, trying to get our money in – on the Warriors, but I think, um, yeah, it's definitely a factor in, if you look at articles and you listen to some podcasts and right. stuff, the team's pretty vocal about him returning. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the managing staff has been pretty vocal about him returning and being ready. So I hope for you guys, <laughs> you fans, but yes, his return will definitely have a big effect on the odds. And if you do hear some news, even if it's mm. not definite, you could probably see those odds shift pretty early. I'm also wondering if part of it is because they have 
these young players who are really promising. You know, James Wiseman, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, not just for their impact on the court, but because uh, they would be great trade chips. They could easily end up trading one of those players for someone who is, you know, in their prime. Mm -hmm. And then if you're talking about adding another all-star, well then, yeah, that, that changes everything. They might actually have the firepower to, you know, go up with like the Lakers and Nets and Bucks mm -hmm. who are probably should be the three favorites. Yeah, and that, and that is definitely kind of the second way to look at it. It's tough when you're talking about younger players because you don't know, like I said, where they're going to fit. Of course, it gives the roster more depth, and, sure. and that's great. But it is also a possibility that those names could come up in trades. I guess it depends on if they're looking at more like um, current success, if right. they're looking down more at future success. But I don't know. It's tough because you have a lot of these guys in their rookie contracts who are some of the best right. right now. So I guess it doesn't completely well, matter on age, but it yeah, it definitely all comes down to trades. And, and when you're look at, looking at a roster and uh, how much money these guys are getting to, some of sure. these young guys, it, it definitely all plays a factor. I mean, I, I just kind of view this roster, this Warriors team as kind of incomplete right now. Like yeah. Steph Curry is still amazing. He's still MVP caliber. And mm -hmm. they have some veteran players and some young players, but it's like, it's unclear which direction they're going in. So mm -hmm. I, I feel like a lot of the the betting is probably people, you know, trying to assuming they're going to make that like home run trade that like puts them all in instead of doing this thing where it's like, well, we, we're developing for the future, mm -hmm. but we also have guys who want to win now. Right. Yeah. Free agency. I mean, it's not over yet. It's soon over. And of course, most of the big moves have right. happened already. But once we get closer to, you know, training camp, September 28th, you got regular season starting October 19th, you might see kind of another wave of those big name trades coming right. through. And so that's when you'll see, like, we don't even have MVP odds, I don't think, up on when yet. Um, do we do have? Okay. Yeah, we, I was we talking have to the traders. Odds. They were saying, yeah, early odds. So we, some of those more concrete um, markets we're not going to have until, you know, the season starts. But you can definitely expect some, some big name trades, I'm sure, closer to that deadline. Absolutely. Actually, perfect segue there. So... Uh, for the early odds right now for the MVP, Steph Curry is currently the fourth most likely player to win the MVP at eight to one, tied with Joel Embiid. Um, above him, you have Kevin Durant at seven to one, mm -hmm. Giannis at six to one, and Luca, the favorite, at five to one. What are your thoughts on that? Do you um, do you agree with that? Like, if you were just to say who you think is going to win the MVP, does this kind of break out in the way you would kind of? pick them? Yeah, I think so. I think there's been so much hype around KD that, right. not that I'm surprised he's not higher. I don't know. Luca's tough for me because he's such an interesting player to watch, especially with the signing that he just did. Right. He's a very valuable player. That's yeah. what's tough is when you're talking about MVP. It's like, yeah. what is MVP? Is it Steph who, who's literally a cheat code when it comes to yeah. shooting and is carrying his whole entire team on his mm -hmm. back? he is so valuable to that team if they didn't have him. They'd be in last they'd place. They'd be screwed. They'd yeah. <laughs> be in last place. So in that sense, yeah, he should be higher. I don't think it's exactly the same stance for Luka. I think Giannis, of course, is a, a massive cornerstone to that team, but his team did a lot. When he right. wasn't on late into the postseason, his team could still kind of carry their way, and we they saw that They did get happen. through Atlanta without him. And exactly. then obviously he uh, he played out of his mind in the finals. Right. And, and that's <laughs> the thing is we know he can do that. And yeah. we know, I mean, Steph doesn't have a ton of games where he's off, but if you are specifically talking about MVP status, 
I thought he deserved it. Mm-hmm. When I when I went on some shows, I mean, it was preseason, during the season, I always said that I was surprised he wasn't higher. I always think there's great value with him because, A, he's just a really likable player. When right. it comes down to who's voting, it's hard not to like him. Right. And his talent is so apparent. You almost you almost feel bad for him watching, like, I really wish he had more help. And yeah. that's why, you know, if Thompson comes back, that's huge for him. But... Um, yeah, man, I'd put my money on him 100%. <laughs> last, last question here. What needs to happen for Steph to win the MVP? Last year, he finished third. Yes. Vegas currently has him as like the fourth most likely uh-huh. person to win it this year. So he's like, he's like right there. Yeah. What needs to break right for him to end up at the end of the year as the MVP? It's such a good question because when you, when you watch what he did last year, like what else could he really do? <laughs> he was yeah. literally doing it all. So I think it's going to come down to how the team meshes. Um, and of course, he's such a leader on the team right. that that's going to fall on his shoulders. The sure. way that the team does, I think, is automatically just going to be, you know, how did Steph kind of lead the team? And he's the floor general. It's going to kind of depend on how he right. how he spreads out that talent with some of the younger guys. So unfortunately like it's not a straight answer i don't think it's really up to him i think it's up to how the team meshes right. and it's up to in turn Dr- that's going to kind of reflect it's up to on if him. draymond green can hit open shots yeah <laughs> the best defender in the league according to him Let, let's see him uh Make a layup. <laughs> put up some yeah. points yeah <laughs> um before we get out of here claudia tell us about your new show yeah so unnamed as of right now but the studio is underway right in the wind casino so if you're at the sports book it's like a three-minute walk right down the right. hallway. Not done yet. You ha- you'll see these big boards up that say Blue Wire Studios coming soon. Um, so our show will be out of there two to three days a week. We have some awesome guests coming on. I'm sure you guys saw we had uh, Shaq sign, Ocho Cinco sign as trade ambassadors and um, as brand ambassadors, rather. We're hoping to maybe have them on the show at nice. some point. Um, a lot of former athletes were hoping to come on. And then I'll have a co-host, so it'll be me and a co-host. Basically, two to three days a week, we'll go over what's going on in the sports world, talking about how that's affecting the betting market. Um, it'll be a fun, laid-back, casual show, so hope you all tune in. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, we'll definitely check it out. Yeah. All right. Thanks for coming on, Claudia. Thanks. Thanks.